surrender. I surrender. Come on. All, all to, to Thee, I freely give. I will ever. When I will ever love and trust Him and in His presence daily live. Come on, I surrender and I surrender, I surrender all. I surrender all, I surrender all, and all to, to Thee, my blessed Savior, and I, I surrender all, oh, oh, I surrender Amen. Lord, we surrender to you today. You are a wonderful and gracious and mighty God. And Lord, we're grateful today. We're grateful that we're your people, that you're our God, and that you are mighty. That you are mighty in every way. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're going to do in the hearts of each individual that's here today. Lord, we surrender to you. We say, have your way in us. Say that with me. Say, have your way in me, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Say it with me. Say, I surrender. I surrender. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let your anointing rest mightily in this place. <laughs> A garment of praise today for the spirit of heaviness. The oil of joy, the oil of gladness, Lord, for sorrow. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. And everybody that believed it. Amen. Amen. You could go and be seated if you can. Praise the Lord. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank God. What, a, what an awesome week it's been for us here in the presence of the Lord. You know, <clears throat> last, uh, well, the first, the, first, uh, the first Sunday of the year, we started in revival and the presence of God invaded revival services on that, that uh, uh, January the 1st, that Sunday. And God continued to pour out His Spirit all that uh, week of revival. And we even went an additional day. We, we wrangled Pastor Ben into staying an extra day. <laughs> oh, <yeah. clears throat> 
Then we took that next week off, but the following week, Miss Rhonda got up and she preached heaven down and the Spirit of God fell up in here. Pastor Annie got up to dismiss y'all and the glory of God invaded her life and invaded some of y'all's lives. And so since last Sunday, we've been gathering here every day with the exception of yesterday. Yesterday, we gave you time to... Uh, to uh, uh, not to speak to the mountain of laundry, but to put that mountain of laundry in the washing machine and wash it. And uh, But you know, God couldn't have prepared us better for what we would face today. And uh, he really, you know, we, we really can't live outside of his presence. We really can't. We malfunction. Listen, that's, that's why God created us the way that he did. God created us to live in his presence. When we live outside of his presence, we malfunction. We can't really function right outside of his presence. So I'm grateful to God for his presence and for uh, the touch of his hand here upon uh, you all today and upon us. And, and um, for those of you that are joining us a, a little bit late that aren't aware of, of what's going on and what has happened, uh, we, lost, uh, we lost baby Emery this morning. Well, he's not a baby anymore. He's, he's eight years old. Sometimes I talk to him like he was a baby and he'd look at me kind of rough. Every now and again, he'd side-eye me, you know. He'd be like, Lewis told me he was a little cantankerous. And uh, sometimes he was ornery. I was like, I know that because, but for the first three years, I was praying for the kids to go to the back. He leaned back. I'd come in to pray for me. He'd give me this. <laughs> Actually, I know. We didn't, we didn't pray for the kids for three years. But anyway, first few times we did it, he didn't. But there at the end, he's leaning in, you know, to get his blessing. And so... Um, but I want to, I do want to share something with you that I think is appropriate for this. Uh, well, thank you, Seth. Thank you, Gabe and worship team and, and all of y'all uh, that helped here today. But uh, I do want to share something with you. Uh, and it's, this'll, this'll, uh, it's, it's strange that, that as I was, you know, kind of just uh, getting in the spirit and, and uh, allowing the Lord to uh, lead me here that he, led me to this particular verse of scripture, but if you'll go to the book of 2 Kings, 2 Kings, and y'all, y'all know, y'all know your pastor already, y'all know how, you never know <laughs> how the Lord's going to lead me, and uh, I've honestly, I'll be honest with you, man, I don't try to, uh, I, don't, I don't really try to hear anything crazy, but man, most of the time I do, and uh, I've, this I don't think this would be too crazy, but anyway, 2 Kings chapter 20, 2 Kings chapter 20, and uh, the reason I'm wearing this shirt is because when Emery was in the hospital, we called him Superman, because he was defying all the odds, and you know the, you know the doctors, uh, when he was born, what did he, have? he had something in his heart, in his lungs, wasn't that right? There was some kind of defect they said that he had before he was born. Yeah, so when he when they conceived Emory, they they knew that Emory was going to they, they they knew in the womb that he had issues. In fact, they were they were they were already talking about him possibly being stillborn and him not coming out of, not even coming out into this world alive. 
And then when they, when they did, you know, determine that he was alive and that he may be born alive, they were like, he has, he's going to have Down syndrome. And you probably want to terminate this pregnancy. Boy, isn't that how the world does? You know, the world looks at a situation that is difficult, a situation that is impossible, and they, uh, and they make these judgments and they have these ideas. You know, um, I know that they're, I don't want to get into, you know, anything that, um, I'm not trying to say, I should say this, it's not that I'm trying to be political here, but it's kind of like with a, you know, abortion and that whole idea of abortion. You know, we, we, don't, we don't believe in abortion as Christians, not because um, we're trying to be in everybody's business. We don't believe in abortion as Christians because we read scriptures like in the book of Jeremiah where it says, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. And before you came forth out of the womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you a prophet unto the nations. And so we realize as Christians, as believers, you know, the world says, well, when does, concept, when does a life begin? Does it begin at conception? Does it begin at birth? Does it begin at some point in the process? Well, life begins when God says it does. And if, and if God is recognizing prophets in their mother's womb, then we, we, it, we think it's safe to assume. And not just, you know, it's not just that scripture. The Bible says that when Jesus was conceived by Mary, and she went to tell her cousin Elizabeth, who was pregnant with John the Baptist, that when she said hello to, when she said hello to her cousin, the Bible says that the, the, the baby in her womb leapt and was filled with the Holy Ghost, was filled with the Spirit. Listen, you don't fill a piece of tissue with the Spirit. You understand? That's a, that's a life. That's a life. And so... We, uh, you know, we, uh, when we heard the reports and when Nakia and Lewis came to us to talk to us about those reports, of course, there was never any doubt in their mind the direction that they would go. But here's, here's the thing I want to say, because I know that some people are like, well, pastor, shouldn't we go and, 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 and attempt a dead raising? Because Emory's only eight years old, but you know, God gave him to us and we had him eight years longer than the world said we'd have him. Amen. We had him eight years longer than they declared that he would be alive. <clears throat> and, for, and for eight years, he's been a blessing uh, to us. But I want to read the scripture to you because um, there are times that, you know, God has done this where he has given people uh, an extension of life. And I want, to, I want to prophesy this over the, I want to prophesy this over the Tally family and over the uh, purposes and, and over over all of you that are family here. I want to I want to declare this to y'all. Look what it says here. It says, Second uh, uh, Kings chapter twenty, verse one. It says, and in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amaz came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Now I know this is a bit different story because. Hezekiah was already alive. He was already king, and he was probably a long way, way a lot longer in age than, uh, uh, than you know, just a a a, a child. But it, but the word of the Lord came to King Hezekiah, and it was like, you know, you need to get things in order. You're going to die. <clears throat> Verse two says this. Then uh, then he Hezekiah 
turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done that which is good in thy sight. Amen. And, and it says this, and Hezekiah wept sore. So Hezekiah comes back to God and says, wait a minute, God. I've, now, now here's the thing. How many of you know that none of us are good? The, the, Bible, the Bible tells us that. Yeah, I know, I know we, when we go to funerals and whatnot, people be saying, oh, this was a good person. And we know why they're saying that. We know, we know they're saying that because that's the thing we say when you know someone loses someone in death. But the Bible says this. The Bible says there's not one good except for God. God is the only one that is good. And even the, even the best among us are not good. Only God is good. But you know, there are people that God favors and that he, there are people that get God's, this is, this is something that I think many of you, look, look at me, y'all. If there's anything that you can take away from this moment in time, you've got to hear what I'm about to say. Because most of us, we're, we're such word people, and it's important for us to be word people. God is a God of his word. Amen. God does what he said he will do. And you know what? For the most part, when we do the word of God, and uh, God is faithful, the Bible says this, he watches over his word to perform it. Not one word will return void. You know what that means? That means that there's not one word that God has spoken that will fall to the ground without effect. Every word that he has spoken will accomplish that which it was set out to do. Amen. Today, there is no doubt in my mind. There is no doubt in my mind that the way that things were going in the natural, that Emory was not going to live at birth. He was conceived... He grew in his mother's womb to a point, and I think there was a point where death was trying to, death was going to come in, and had nature had its way, death would have ruled and death would have reigned, and Emory would have been born still. But Emory had a mother, and a father. And a grandmother. Yeah, that Miss Ronald like, you better put me in there. You better put me in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a family, a church, a group of friends, a group of people. You know what? When, when, Nakia, when Nakia came and she told me the story, I said, well, what do you say? She said, I'm going to have this baby. I said, well, I'm with you then. I'm with you then, you know, let every man and let every devil be a liar and let's let God's word be true. Amen. He put, he put a life in you. Amen. Let's have life. Let's have life. And they knew it would be a challenge. They knew it would be a challenge. But you know what? None of us ever believed anything would be any different. Here's, here's, what I, here's what I want you to understand is that God is a God of his word. He does what he says he will do. Sometimes we believe that God only answers our prayer based on how, how, how well we've performed, how much we've prayed, how much we've read our Bibles, how much we've gone to church, whether or not we've stayed out the club. Come on now. Come on. 
when we look, when we look at our lives, all the Bible tells us this. And if you hang out with Sheree long enough, uh, you'll ha- you you will have said this to a thousand people. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. All have sinned and come. Guess what? All of us are still. Amen. You know what? It wasn't, it wasn't like Nikki got pregnant with Emery and all of a sudden she, she grew a halo and, and angels started singing around her because she began to live this extraordinarily holy life that caused God to favor her. You know why God favors you? Because he loves you. See, some of you, some of you don't understand the power of your relationship with God. Some of you don't understand the power that the blood of Jesus had in washing away every one of your sins. Some of you don't know the power of God's unmerited favor, of God's unconditional love, of God's grace. But we're about to learn a lesson here this morning about God's love, about his unconditional love, and about his unmerited favor, about the grace that abounds toward us. Because just like Hezekiah, In this house, prayers went up, and we were like, God, we know we're jacked up, but we know that we mean something to you. <laughs> we know we mean something to you. You know, there's, a, there's another story in Scripture. It's a story about Abraham. I think you all have heard me tell it. And Abraham, one time he was going into a, into a city, <laughs> and the Pharaoh, the king, the king of that city, the Bible says, he looked at Sarah, Abraham's wife, and he was like, man, she's fine. And listen, she was old already. So Sarah, she must have been something because she was already, in fact, they'd are, her and God and, and Abraham, they'd already had that whole conversation. Her womb was dead, you know. Abraham, his body, you know, didn't consider his body now dead. All that had went down. But this king looks at Sarah and he's like, boy, she's fine. And Abraham, Abraham perceives that this king is like, this woman is nice. I think I'm, think I'm going to try to hook up with this woman. And so, so as to not cause trouble or be killed uh, so, so that he doesn't end up dead and his wife taken from him. When Abraham is asked, who is this? Abraham lies and says, it's my sister. This is my sister, you know. He's, he's just trying to keep from, you know, he's just trying to keep from being killed and his wife taken from him. So he says, it's my sister. Oh, it's your sister. Well, you know what? We're going to put you up in this room and I'm going to take her over here with me. And the Bible says that that night when that king went to sleep, the Lord appeared to him in his, in his sleep in a dream. God began to show him, buddy, you're about to die. Because I'm about to kill you. Because that woman that you have up in here belongs to my boy. My favor and my grace and my goodness rests upon that man and that woman. And you have messed up. So either you repent and you turn away from what your thoughts are and you take that woman back to her husband or you're going to die. Well, you know what? When, when that king wakes up, immediately he runs and he gets Sarah and he gives Sarah to Abraham and says, why did you do this to me? Why did you cause this to come upon me? Now, you know what has always perplexed me about that story? 
Why did God punish the king and not Abraham? Because according to, according to religious rules, come on, y'all. Are y'all hearing me right now? According to religious rules, yeah, I don't know about y'all, but when I was a kid, uh, uh, my, my, my mother, my grandmother always told me this, liars go to hell. <laughs> you lie, you fry. Anybody, anybody, anybody else is a, a Puerto Rican grandma? No, no, you know, no, no, you know, no, you know what I'm saying? Liars, you know, and, and, and I mean, grandmas, they, Puerto Rican grandmas be, be telling you in Spanish, you know? And so, you know, that, that's our idea. If we lie, we'll go, that's how we said it. If you lie, you'll go down to the devil. You'll go down to the, anybody ever say that? We used to say that. You'll go down to the, I don't know if they say that anymore, but we used to say that to kids. You, you'll go, if you lie, you'll go down to the devil. But Abraham lied. And God didn't visit Abraham in a dream and say, because you lied, you're going to suffer. Now you've done lost your wife. Now the promises are, are null and void. Now you have disqualified yourself from my favor and from my grace. Listen, you, do you all understand that all of Abraham's life, God was trying to persuade Abraham. You all realize that the, the, the story of Abraham was a type and a shadow of Jesus. The Father God and Jesus. That's, that, that's why that whole thing between Abraham and Isaac took place where he took Isaac up to sacrifice him and to slay him. Because God, God, the whole time Abraham is getting these words from God and getting these promises from God. See, Abraham's trying to be, uh, Abraham's trying to be a servant to God. He's just trying to serve God. And so when God shows up, Abraham always took this... I don't have time to get into all this, but Abraham always took this posture of servant. His, his perception of God was that if he didn't do right, he was going to go down to the devil. If he didn't, what he didn't understand is that God didn't want Abraham to simply be a servant. He wanted Abraham to be his friend. He, wanted, he didn't realize that what God wanted to do is he wanted to show all of mankind through the life of Abraham what he had planned for all of them, that he would give his only son to die for the sins of everyone and that, and that man, that God loved man, that God was a good God. See, some of you don't realize that once God put his eye on you, once he extended his grace towards you, once that shed blood of Jesus took and washed away every one of your sins and you began to uh, become a partaker of God's divine nature through his great and precious promises, listen to me, folks, I'm telling you right now. See, that's why some of you, you can get, you can get yourself in trouble and he'll deliver you out of all your trouble. No matter, listen, some of you made some bad beds and you didn't have to lie in them because because that's the grace the mercy and the love that God has toward us once, once you've gotten his attention 
Oh, listen, once you've taken those promises and they have become yes and amen to you, boy, I hope I'm going to help you here today. Listen, I'm not, I'm not just trying to preach here and, and help a family get past their grief. Listen, there's, there's no getting, you have to go through grief, but y'all are going to go through and you're going to get to the other side. Amen. But you know how you're going to go through this? You're going to go through this knowing Ooh, Shebeah, that, that, that God, that God didn't set you on the path of grief eight years ago like men had declared. And you know what? Men weren't wrong. They were right. All the signs were there. All the tests were done. All the x-rays had been taken. It had already been determined. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, they determined that that boy was going to die. That was on their lips. That was why we were at the hospital. That's why we were praising. That's why we were praying. That's why we gathered regular. And, and we, amen. amen. Because we knew that Jesus took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Glory to God. He, he, he looked at sin and said, sin, where is your victory? And death, where is your sting? Amen. He defeated hell. And there's some crazy people over to meeting in the back of, in an atrium. Six, yeah, and the turkeys and the bobcats and the deer. Who's that old boy that came and said, you know, every time you get up there, Pastor Ziggy, the turkeys show up. Pastor Mikey gets up, the deer show up. I'm like, you're not a member of this church. <laughs> I revoke your membership. <laughs> I don't even remember his name. Anyway, he, of course, he was just messing around. But anyway. But I, I, want, I wanted to, because I feel like the Holy Spirit. Listen, I'm not, I don't try to make this stuff up, but God tells me crazy stuff. We've not, we, none of us, especially this family, never accepted a death sentence for that boy. We never did. We never did. Not one, not one time. There was a demand put on the word of God and on the authority of God and on the name of Jesus. Listen, we were believing that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow, even the knee of death. That every tongue would confess. We knew that every one of those doctors were going to have to eat their words as they watched that. Amen. Lewis was telling me the story that there was a, there, there when we were at the hospital, he was, I believe it was Lewis, he was telling me that there was a, a doctor that looked at him and says, this is, the same, this is the same boy? This is the same kid that we saw in the beginning? Emery spoke with tongues, you know. It was kind of a predator tongue. It was clicks and grunts. <laughs> there were times I looked behind me. I thought I was going to see a big old predator, you know. No, it was Emery, you know. He'd be clicking and grunting. <laughs> you know, the man, man wasn't wrong based on what they were looking at, based on what they knew. They think we came from monkeys. 
They think there was an explosion, and from that explosion somewhere, all this just happened. But see, we, we, have, we have a greater truth. Amen. And it's not just something that we read in a book. It's something that invaded our lives and took us out of darkness and brought us into light, that took us out of death and brought us into eternal life, that took us out of, of sorrow and out of trouble. Amen. Shackled with heavy burdens beneath loads of guilt and shame until the hand of Jesus touched us. We had a miracle. You know, when, when Isaiah prophesied to that old boy, you're going to die, get your house in order. That was the word of the Lord. How many of you know that was the word of the Lord? That was, that was the word of God. God said it. Man, they said Emory wouldn't live. God said otherwise. So it should have been over, really. But like Hezekiah, someone believed in the grace of God. I wish someone would believe in the grace of God today. Because by the grace of God, by his unmerited favor and by the love that he has for mothers and fathers and brothers and pastors and and church folks, and because of the love that he has for mankind, we were blessed. <laughs> to watch a little boy that they said would never even, I mean, the dude, he, he, he could communicate through sign language. And we watched him communicate. They said he'd never communicate. Never communicate. She had him standing up here the other day. There he is standing. I'm like, dear God, any minute now. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. You know what we witnessed with Emory? A miracle. I mean, some of you weren't there on an icy night. 16,000 Northwest Expressway. West, I'm North, Northwestern. Sorry. Some, uh, getting up at 3 in the morning is getting on me now. <laughs> the whole building moved. Northwestern. When they brought him out of the back and he wasn't breathing. And that night, the devil thought he'd had him. Listen, I'm, I, I guarantee that night the devils were happy. They're like, woo. We got him. Now what are they going to do? You know, we did. We did the same thing that we did whenever the doctor said all that nonsense. We went to praying in tongues. We went to, you know, some people are like, oh, that praying in tongues is of the devil. Then why did we run him off with it? We went to praying in tongues and death had to pack up its stuff and leave in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I don't agree with that. Doesn't matter whether you agree with it or not. One day you're going to be in a place and you're going to hope that you have someone there to pray over you in tongues. Amen. 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 
I tell you, I, I tell you what, you don't want to have someone praying, oh God, let thy will be done. Amen. Oh Lord, if it be their time, may they go. Oh Lord, don't move my mountain. Just give me the strength to climb. Listen, you don't want that religious garbage. But there was some tongue-talking people and a mama that knew CPR. Glory to God. Thank God. Well, she jumped on him like sweet on candy. Them paramedics came in there. I'll never forget it. Those guys came in there, and they were like, move out of the way. We wouldn't move. We was like, work around us. Back up. We ain't backing up. You're going to have to do what you do with us right here. Listen, they knew we meant business. And then, and then Ms. Rhonda stood up. They're like, okay. They didn't know she was just kind of get one of their numbers. But anyway. <laughs> well, <laughs> one of them kind of looked like Dwayne Johnson. She was like, hey, okay. <laughs> but we, we know how the devil is. The devil's always trying to get in there and rob us and take. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Amen. But that same grace, that same word, that same promise raised Emory up off that floor. Listen, that's why I looked Jonathan Shuttlesworth in the face and told him, listen, you're, if, you're good, if you get grieved over that little boy right there, you can take a hike today. We don't need you here and we don't want you here. He deserves to be here. Amen. He came right up from the dead. Listen, the doctors looked and said, he's dead in the womb. And he came out fighting. Amen. He came out fighting. Then, then stayed two years in the hospital. The minute they let him out, again, devil tries to steal his life. And he came right back. Mark God, if that's going to distract you from preaching, you're not a preacher. Are you kidding me? Same grace. Same word, same power, same authority, the same. Listen, Nakia Lewis, only reason that boy made it out of your body alive was because you had the attention of heaven. And you know what God did? God said, I'm going to give him to you. I'm going to give him to you and you're going to have him and he's going to leave a mark and he's going to be a blessing. And he left a mark, and he was a blessing. But you know what? God heard your prayer. You was like Hezekiah. God, you know I love you. <laughs> Lord, you know. I, and, and we know we're not good. But that, and that's what I want the rest of us to get a hold of here today. Because some of us, we're facing issues in life where we think there's no hope, there's no help. God can't help me. God doesn't, fa surely God doesn't favor me for all the junk and all the garbage that is in my life. You don't, uh, listen, you don't understand God's grace. You're like, you're, 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 you're like I was when I was reading that story of Abraham. God, why didn't, you, why didn't you punish Abraham? Abraham was the liar. You know what the Lord told me? You know what the Lord, when I asked the Lord why he didn't punish Abraham in that story, you know what God told me? He said, he said uh, why didn't I punish Abraham? He said, you don't understand the relationship I had with Abraham. 
You don't understand how much love I had for Abraham. You don't understand how much grace I extended toward Abraham. You don't know what my plan and my purpose and my desire. I wasn't about to discard Abraham over a lie. The love I had for him was greater than the lie. I'm about to throw this microphone right now. Because some of you thought your sin was bigger than God. Some of you thought your shortcomings were bigger than God. Some of you thought your anxieties were bigger than God. Some of you thought your depression was bigger than God. Some of you thought your psychological issues were bigger than God. Some of you thought your addiction was bigger than God. Some of you, some of you thought that the problems in your marriage were bigger than God. The problems in your relationships with your children were bigger than God. Some of you thought that your, your, your thought life and your mindsets were bigger than I've got news for you. There is no sin that is bigger than God's grace that is directed towards you and the love that he has for you. I don't care what you've done. I don't care what you've been through. If the name of Jesus has ever been on your lips, you have favor with God. You have his unmerited favor. You don't deserve it, but he loves you anyhow. Listen, today, especially after what we've seen today, some of you ought to be looking at your mountain and saying, boy, you you don't even get it. Some of you ought to be shooting your chest out real big. Holding your head way up high. On days like this, you don't, you don't, you know, on days like this, people come up to you and say, it's too cold in here. You're like, man, go get a jacket. Get out of my face. <laughs> man, it's hot. Can you, can you do something about that? Listen, go, go, go dress appropriately for the, for the environment. Had a lady come in. She's like, can you have them turn them lights off? It's bothering my eyes. I said, shut your eyes. <laughs> I mean, it's real simple. It's real simple. Bring a visor. Get you a visor just like in your car. Just put it over your face and throw your hands up and praise God. Isn't it crazy how selfish we get when we're outside of his presence? And how out of touch we become with how much authority and how much power and how much grace that God has toward us. Abraham, Abraham, he didn't figure it out. You know when Abraham figured out that how much grace he had with God? When he had that knife in the air about to jab it into his son. And that angel came and grabbed that knife. And God began to talk to Abraham and said, do you see it? And all of a sudden, Abraham saw it. You mean you love me so much 
that you're going to send your son to and it starts with me the devil never wants you to understand how powerful and how dangerous you are let me finish this up turn y'all loose I may actually get you guys out of here early just like I said which never happens It says, Hezekiah wept sore, verse 4, and it came to pass, afore Isaiah was gone into the middle uh, court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up unto the house of the Lord, and I will add unto thy day fifteen years. And I'll deliver thee and this city out of the hand of the king of Assyria, and I will defend this city for mine own sake and for my servant David's sake. You know, God's word is God's word. God says what he means. He means what he says. But sometimes his children, they turn his heart. And a baby, I believe, that was meant to be stillborn. I believe God said, I'm going to give him eight years. Eight years to bang his head. (laughs) Playing the piano. Eight years to shuffle up to a drum cage to watch my boy play drums. Eight years to shuffle up to, to a piano to watch Eric pound on the keys. Eight years to be a blessing. I know some of you like, are you saying that the Lord took him? No, listen, here's, here's what I'm saying. <clears throat> We got eight more years than what was expected. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I don't know nothing about the whys and the whats. All I know is that we'll understand it better by and by. That I do know. I do know that one day when we see him, we'll know even as we are known. And we will, it'll be clear to us what was in the mind and in the heart of God. Thank you, Ted. But I, I, do, I do know this. I do know that had it been to man and to the devil and to the ways of the world. You know, had Nikki and Lewis been clubbing? You know, not living for Jesus, never having served the Lord, out doing their thing? Wouldn't have been no Emory. Heck, there might not even have been an Eli. No, I'll just get it. I'll get it. Eli, like, oh man, don't mess with me, bro. Don't mess with me. Oh, there'd have been an Eli. Look, Monte's like, oh yeah, I'd have been around. <laughs> I, I, I think he'd have been stillborn if, I mean, if you'd have decided to have him. But God. Oh yeah. But God. You know, the Bible says that children are the heritage of the Lord. They're a blessing from God. Children are a blessing from God. 
I, cu I couldn't help but call Michael and tell her, hey, I love you, you know. We love you, Mikey. I can't, I can't imagine um, the thoughts and the, and the feelings that you all are feeling. I, I do know this. We're here for you. And you know, oh, we, yeah. you know we are. Whatever time you need, you take your time. There's other people in this church. You know, Shelby, she had to mourn the death of her, the loss of her brother. And, um, yeah. Don and Lynn, the loss of a daughter. And, I mean, they're, they're, we've, we've had loss. Some of you lost mothers, fathers. Yeah. <laughs> Ted just lost his mother. That being, you know, a little different. I think she was 117. <laughs> that was pretty close. <laughs> but here's here's the questions that we don't here's the questions we don't want to have go through our mind. The things that get us to question His grace and His love for us. God's already settled it. He loves you and He favors you. And favor ain't fair. He's gonna do better for you because He loves you than those. That, than those that haven't embraced salvation. I know, I know that's hard for some of you to fathom in a world that says everyone ought to be treated the same. Come on, somebody. I'm praying that one day this world will wake up. You know, if I was to give up pastoring and become a ballerina. Well, how dare you discriminate, you know. You, are you ballerina phobic or something? But see, that's our society now. You know, I, 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 have, enough, I have enough sense to know that if I become a, a male ballerina, that probably... I'm going to take a ribbing from guys in, yeah, if, if a bunch of roofers come by while I'm, you know, <laughs> I'm going to take a ribbing. You know, Michael's like, please do it. <laughs> I want to take, I want to take pictures. <laughs> but we, we have a, we have society today that's like, oh no, you can't. You can't do that. You can't. You know what? You got to be nice and you got to be fair and you got to be this. You gotta be, but you know what? God, God favors those who embrace his promises, who walk in faith. Abraham walked in faith. You walk in faith. Man, we've witnessed miracles around here. Some of you need to believe God for your miracle. In the name of Stand up all over the place, will you? Hey, I believe the Lord's here right now, and he wants to offer forgiveness to you because the grace that pastor's talking about is the grace that's extended to those that have accepted Christ, and this whole family is soul winners. They show up every week to outreach, and the minute Miss Rhonda told me that Emery died, I'm like, the devil's going to pay. Emery goes to outreach. There's people that have probably given their life to Jesus because they've seen a mama with a little boy that they should have been in home. That boy shouldn't even been at home. People that are born like that are in facilities their whole life. I had an uncle that was. 
But I, the Lord wants to give people an opportunity here today to accept him. And I believe there's people here today that haven't surrendered their life to Jesus and you need to. So come, come up here right now. Let me pray with you. God loves you. Don't wait. Don't wait. You know, if the Lord's dealing with you to surrender your life to him and the devil keeps kicking your butt every day in life and you haven't had a life change, you know if you've had a life change because nothing's the same. And you can think you know God and you and God are cool, but it doesn't matter what you think. It matters what's in your heart. If he's knocking on the door of your heart today, if you're even questioning at all, then come up. Let the Lord change your life like he has this family you know, and we're going to go. We're going to see because Emory right now is in heaven and he got to meet Jesus. He got to meet Jesus. And I was telling Nakia, you know, all this time we've been rooting for him. Now he's rooting for us to finish our race, to finish our race in here. Well done. That little boy changed my life. All of us have been changed by that little boy's life, impacted, especially his family that spent every day. He's marked us. And, you know, the things that Emory didn't get to do in this life, we need to give every bit of our life to live the life that we're able to live every day. Emory lived life to the fullest every day. And we're not promised one day. So we need to leave here today running for God. You know, we get to walk. We get to do things that Emory never got to do on his own. So we need to use our life to make an impact on the kingdom of God. Emory got to meet his family you know, he could have been raised by Jesus and never got to meet his mom, his dad, his brothers, his grandma, and all the people in our family, in our church family, that got to hang out with him. Every time I seen him, I had rough days. I walked in here, and I seen Emery and joy leaped in my heart because I got to look in that little boy's face. And he's rooting us on to go forward and to walk in the plan and purpose of our life like he did. Every single day, he walked in the plan and purpose of God for his life. And the enemy's going to pay. The enemy's going to pay. Because we know where sickness and disease comes from. We know where death comes from, and it's not God. So I encourage you. You know, Jesus said, all of us have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. It's a gift that you receive don't go one more day without receiving the eternal life that God has for you through Jesus, that he gave us to live a life in the fullness of the plan and purpose that he has, in the fullness of life that he gave us from the beginning. We don't have to walk alone. The worst thing we can do in life is walk alone without him and let the devil kill, steal, and destroy us every day of our life. You can be alive and be dead. You can be empty. You can be hopeless. And, no, you know, there's so many people that nobody on this planet cares. Nobody cares. But God cares. God loves us, and he has a plan for our lives. So is anybody, does anybody want prayer today? Does anybody want to come up here? Come on. Is there anybody else? Because I, I really believe there's at least two people that need to give their life to Jesus it's, it's the, all these people in here, we're going to leave. We're going to go eat. Life's going to go on. You know, this family, they're going to, they, they're, they're rooting for you. They're rooting for you. Emery's rooting from heaven right now saying, say yes, say yes. Run to that altar. Run.
Give your life to Jesus and don't turn back. It's, you don't, hey, God isn't asking nothing of you but your will to serve him, to serve him with all your heart. And you know what? You can't do it without him. I talk to people, you know, I talk to, uh, I was talking to Heather's son because I got to minister to him one day and I told him, I was like, you can't serve God without God. None of us can. We have to have God to serve God. It's impossible because like pastor said, there's nothing good in us. Nothing good. The only thing good that we have is God. All right. Well, let's pray. Say, Jesus, I surrender everything. Give me a brand new heart, a heart that wants to serve you, surrendered to you, the life that you gave for me when you created me and the purpose that you have for me. Forgive me of my sin. Wash me in your blood. Change me today. Let me never be the same. Fill me with your spirit and never let me look back. And even if I mess up, I'm going to continue to run to you where my help comes from. In Jesus' name. Amen. And Father, I just pray for this precious lady, God. I thank you, Lord, that she would know how incredibly valuable she is to you, that you don't see her through what she's done, God, but you see her as who you created her to be from the time that you called her into her mother's womb, God. And I thank you, God, that from this day forward, she would be marked by heaven today, Lord, that the fire of God would burn out every bit of compromise, every bit of, of work worthlessness thoughts of every everything that the enemy has perpetrated against her. I bind it right now and I loose the power and the fire of God to her today, Lord, that every thought would come into the obedience of Christ, God, that she would live a life full on for you, Lord. And every day that's been stolen by the enemy, God, I thank you that you give her two to give to your kingdom, God, to live the life worth living in you, in purpose, in the love of God. And as a result, people look at her and give glory to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. I thank God y'all are here today. I thank God that we're all here. To, you know, we're going to have a home-going celebration for Emory, but today we got to give him his home-going. We dedicated him to the Lord. And today, We got to celebrate his victory. Celebrate your victory today. God's grace and his love are extended toward you. Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. Little one. To him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. 
Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Oh, yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Amen. Never forget it. Listen, I love you all. I appreciate you all. Today, go in his presence. Again, this week, we're going to spend ministering to our, our family. Uh, yeah, we'll receive the offering. And Ted, thank you. I forgot. Um, <laughs> you can just set it here, Ty. If you have an offering to sow, sow it. I know some of you have already sowed your tithe and you've sown your offerings. But if you have a physical offering to give, if you have a visitor's card to give, you can you can give that. You know, we had really a, we hadn't received an offering all week this week during these meetings that we've had, and uh, it's not, it's not, it's not awfully terrible either because everybody still kept giving like they normally do their tithe and their offering. But um, I count the weeks. You can figure out what supersede is. I I can't remember what is it, uh, Joe. Four is it week number four? So week number four for supersede, but. Uh, we're, not, we're not saying it's not important. We're just, it's not important today. It's not the most important thing today. Um, but we're, we're not going to be neglectful of it. We're going we're gonna to continue to do what we know the Lord wants us to do. Oh, yeah. Tabitha, it's good to see you, you and Derek and them. You have a beautiful family. <laughs> Except for that one. No, I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I mess with him all the time. Anyway, he's, <laughs> God has something special for him, boy. Um, all right. Father, we pray your blessing over your people, over their offerings, over their tithe. Lord, as we go out of here today, when we go in your presence, and Lord, may we, may we uh, celebrate your goodness. <laughs> may we celebrate your life. God, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. You've been so good to us. We can't tell it all. So much to tell. But Lord, we pray that as we go into, the, uh, into our homes, into the community, that we'll carry with us, Lord, the, uh, the blessing of your anointing and of your grace. And that we'll be a blessing to others. And Lord, continue to put your hand upon the tallies and the purposes all of their family, Lord. Strengthen them in the name of Jesus. And God, we thank you. We thank you. All honor and glory be to you, God, in Jesus' name. Everybody that believed it said amen. amen. I love you guys. I love you. I love you. Hang out here as long as you want. You got something? Notification about uh, uh, picking up some meals for uh, the tallies will go out later today. So keep an eye on your app. Uh, for a notification, and then uh, just click on it, sign up, and um, uh, we're, we're going to definitely uh, be taking care of lots of that stuff in the name of Jesus. Listen, I love you guys. You can hang out here as long as you want. Uh, definitely come and, and uh, express your love toward Nikki and Lewis and Monte and Eli and Gabe. He's probably around here asleep somewhere. Yeah, he's crashed out. And Miss Rhonda. Uh, you know, let them know how much you love. Of course, th that goes without saying, and many of you have already talked to them. But uh, we're, we'll be here as long as we need to. We'll be here as long as we need to.
Whatever you guys need, all you got to do is say the word. Amen. All right. I love you guys. Go in his presence. I'll see you guys soon.